Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. We're continuing our series on the Philanthropy Today podcast with interviews of those that have been in a leadership capacity of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, mostly past presidents, as we reflect of 25 years of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. And Don Wisman is just one of the most delightful people <laughs> that uh, that you'll find in Manhattan. And um, what a great opportunity to visit with him and get some perspective of his years in leadership of the GMCF. Well, indeed, very <clears throat> humble uh, leader in this community and certainly has done an awful lot, uh, not only in Manhattan, but uh, uh, around. And so, Don, we're pleased to have you here and kind of right. reflect on that year today. Well, so. thank you for your nice comments, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. Yes. yes. Tell us the Don Wisman story outside of GMCF. How did you uh, come to Manhattan and some of the things that you've done? Oh, gosh. That goes way back. Uh, <laughs> back for the Vernon I, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. I was a graduate student. I went to Michigan State University and then spent my three years in the Air Force. And I came back and I went to graduate school. And the department chairman came up to me one day and he said, there's a man coming here from Manhattan, Kansas. And they're starting a new company called Agri-Research Incorporated. And they're doing economic research related to agriculture all through the country and through the world. And I had traveled to Australia and I had the travel bug and I wasn't married or hadn't met Jan yet. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that sounds like a good deal. And so I interviewed and they offered me a position. And just to be smart, I said, well, I'm, I've been offered a little bit more than that. And they raised my salary. <laughs> so I came down. And that's why I'm here. And that was uh, 55 years ago. Wow. <laughs> I'm a pretty loyal guy. Yeah. Yeah. DPRA. It was called Development Planning and Research Associates. Okay. And uh, at one time, our parent company was uh, a man by the name of Jack Dunlap. And he had Dunlap and Associates. Uh, he was a graduate of Kansas State. But he had a very successful company back in Darien, Connecticut. And he wanted to start an agri-research company. And so that was how DPRA got started. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your perspective on the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation aspect, the nonprofit world, and some of the challenges that have been in the Manhattan area and, and how the community has risen to conquer some of those. Well, I think that when I first started, I always liked to get involved with the community that I was working in, even though mm -hmm. the work took me other places. I didn't work on subjects here in Manhattan, but usually uh, somewhere else. But I like to get involved in the community, and I found that uh, there was a, a lot of interest, uh, but not a lot of real organization to support that interest. And that's how I got involved in the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. And we first started out calling it the Manhattan Community Foundation, but then realized that that really doesn't fit what we're trying to do because what about the people that lived over in Ogden, just outside the border of Manhattan? I think they would prefer to be called part of Manhattan rather than just left on their own. So we called it the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, and that's how that got started. Well, that was kind of a, a big change. That was. That was, was it? Yeah, that was. And that was embraced. 
Yes, yes, it was. It was quickly embraced by the community and uh, by all the the major participants in the community. I think uh-huh. it, it uh, became very popular and mm-hmm. was very well liked. So. How did you get started with the community foundation? I had a lot of friends that, and my wife is very involved in the community also, I should say that. And we had a lot of friends that were involved in Manhattan and we wanted to do something for Manhattan. And so it just gradually, uh, I think we had a number of friends that were interested in doing the same thing. And it kind of evolved out of that uh, beginning. So Don, you served on the board several years, and uh, but your board chair was the nine ten year. Is there anything significant uh, that you uh, did that year from a decision-making point or uh, oh, policy change that you can think of that was unique in itself? No, that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, we had the way that that organization ran is we kind of all sat around the board of directors table and we took turns at being different officers. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I look back on my record, and first I was secretary, and then vice president, and then president. <laughs> you and I talked uh, before we actually had this interview about uh, the number of nonprofits that were involved in the GMCF back in those right. days. And, and at that time, it was just a couple dozen. That's correct. It's grown a little since then. I haven't seen a list recently, but I, I understand. That's that why we brought Vern in. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, the funds of the Manhattan Community Foundation today are exceeding 1,600, but uh, that encompasses our 20-plus uh, partner programs and communities. So the Manhattan funds, and that is probably a little north of 300 funds. So it's uh, it's grown. Yeah, I think at the time when I was there, I, was, I think it was 120. Could Does be. that sound right? Yep, mm-hmm. yep that'd be yep. probably right. So. Yeah. When you look back at your time there, what are some of the things that either a member of the board or as president that stand out in your perspective that have seen the, the GMCF grow to what it is today? I think I think one of the most significant things was going from um, Manhattan Community Foundation to Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. I think that enabled a number of our neighbors to feel like, well, yeah, we're a part of this also. And we'll put our effort into it. And I always had positive feelings about that Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Because we were discussing, I remember at the board meeting, we were discussing, well, who's all included in Manhattan? Well, that's a tough question. (laughs) And so we made it the Greater Manhattan. And if you wanted to be included, you could be included. Mm -hmm. Well, that uh, obviously... Was significant during that time, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. You talk about the affiliate partnership programs that we have. What are some other things that stand out for you? I don't think there was any one major factor that stood out. But what always stuck in my mind, and when I think back about those years, I always think of the cohesiveness among the members of the various boards here in Manhattan and the various leaders we all seem to work together, and I think that that is very significant for a community that's as diverse as Manhattan is. But uh, Manhattan has always been a smooth-running community, and I appreciate that. And uh, it's got a lot of different diversions to it, but yet we all seem to get along very well. Yeah. yeah. So, Don, your year was that tenth year, and it was kind of the, the threshold point. You had just reached a point where you had got to that ten million that. Uh, you were hoping to get by year 10 and of course then the community foundations growing from there but was there a sense uh, of the board that we made it when you got to the 10 million at that point in time or 
Were you looking to the future even more yet, can you recall? No, I don't think we had a sense that we've made it, we can relax. I think we were quite proud of making that goal mm -hmm. that we had set, but uh, we certainly didn't relax and we focused on the future and, and what Manhattan could be in another 10 years, another 20 years. Sure. Yeah. Sure. From a philanthropic perspective, I know you and Jan have been involved in so many different organizations and so many efforts. And I would imagine that this is just part of the, the Westman legacy that uh, <laughs> you have been shining examples of giving back to the community, utilizing all three, time, talent and treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we look at it. I was thinking about this before the interview occurred here, and I was thinking how much we've gained from Manhattan our boys got a great education here in the school system, and they had a great high school experience, and they went on to do things that they really wanted to do and found that they were uh, trained well enough to really challenge the world once they got through. So Manhattan has given a lot to us, and uh, we've had very good years here, a lot of friends. Proud of Manhattan. I think we're a good town. Well, Don, uh, from the Community Foundation perspective, your leadership was well-received. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, be the president of the board at that time and being involved uh, ever since then. And thank you for your service. Thank you for your continued commitment to the organization. And uh, I appreciate you coming in here as a part of the podcast series as well. Okay. Well, you're certainly welcome. And uh, again, we, my family is, and I think very highly of Manhattan all the way around. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas.